My dream for the longest time has been to find a world record that I can have as my own for even just a little bit of time. And one that you would think would be easy enough would be to watch a movie the most times in a movie theater, right? There's no, there's endurance to it. I don't want to take anything away from it. AMs with AJ on VFX. Good Friday morning. But I mean, like anyone can do it. Anyone can sit down in a theater and watch a movie over and over again. The thing is, man, of course, like anything else, because that's not as challenging of a record, it is a long record. In fact, just from Florida, again, shocker, it was set that a man named Ramiro Alanis watched Spider-Man No Way Home 292 times between December 16th and March 15th of this year. He watched it that many times, which is 720 hours or 30 days. So over the course of, what, three months? Yeah, three months, he he spent a month watching that movie in movie theaters. And apparently, I've learned this for the record to count, he can't look at his phone, he can't fall asleep, he can't go to the bathroom, he has to watch from beginning all the way through the credits every time. And to make that record possible, apparently when it first came out, he watched it five times a day, which was over 12 hours. And it's like, who has the time for that? Like, don't be wrong, do I want the world record? Yes, but like, I've got to work and eat and see the people in my life. Who has time to sit there 12 hours a day to establish a record? And I know, I know, AJ, that's the type of commitment you got to have if you want to have your name on that. Okay, why? Well, I, I got bad news. I ain't got that time of commitment. The crazy thing is he, this is the second time he's held the record. He held it the first time for watching Avengers Endgame 191 times, which is, that movie was like three and a half hours long. That was broken by some other guy last year who watched whatever Camelot first installment is 204 times. And again, he watched Spider-Man No Way Home 292 times. You think he gets sick of it at that point? Like, we all have our favorite movies. Think of whatever your favorite movie is right now. And what is the most amount of times you've seen it? Because for me, I think the one that would qualify would have to be Terminator 2. And I've probably seen it. In the, in the triple digits, it's an older movie, so I've been watching it since I was a kid. I think I've seen it in the triple digits, but I mean, can you imagine whatever your favorite movie is and then just sitting down for three months and watching it like every day? You think it'd still be your favorite movie afterwards? Because I think I would still like Terminator 2. I think I would just be like, okay, like I don't need to, I'm good. I'm go- I will watch other stuff. I mean, I like rewatching things, but that seems like a great way to kill that habit for you. If you're rewatching a show, just watch it and watch it into the ground and then finally be like, okay, I'm done with that. Maybe it'll come around, but I'm done with that. Other breaking news. Anybody, as you're getting up and starting your day today, have Lucky Charms in the house? Because apparently there's a little bit of an issue with them. As you reach for breakfast, if it's going to be a bowl of cereal, you might want to double check your choices. Because I think more often than not, Lucky Charms is one of the ones that makes everybody's list as one of their favorites, right? AMs with AJ on VFX. But I don't know. I feel like I heard something in their most recent commercial that made me a little bit skeptical of uh, going back to them for a minute. There's Yucky the Leprechaun. He's got the Yucky Charms. Oh, they're always after me, Yucky Charms. The nauseating cereal that'll have you spewing from both ends. Imagine pink hearts, orange moons, yellow stars, and green clovers shooting from your bum bum like a marshmallow machine gun. <laughs> or maybe you'll just throw up a rainbow. Or maybe both. I don't feel so good. Mom! So try me Yucky Charms, part of a bowel-blowing breakfast. 
Oh, frosted yucky charms. They're tragically infectious. Uh, see, there's just something about that, you know, just that's not winning me over in the morning. Now, while over the top, apparently the FDA has launched an investigation because there's been reports from consumers that that specific cereal has caused issues. Now, General Mills has come out and said, well, there's no issues, though apparently they've handed out some coupons, which is fair because, you know, this rumor gets started, all of a sudden a bunch of people back off, and you now you got to deal with it. But according to investigation, there were uh, some 3,000-plus people that reported on IWasPoisoned.com, which I did not was, know was a website, but it's where consumers can share reports illnesses that there were some kind of issues. The FDA said through various other reporting systems that get to them, they've had over 100 submissions. And so now they're starting to investigate it while General Mills says there's no been no investigation that it causes illness. So, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. It just seems like there's enough numbers that something's going on. But also in this day and age, right, every, nobody wants to get sued. So it seems like there was actually something there'd be a quick recall. I'm just giving you a heads up, telling you what the news is and you can do with it what you want to do with it. But people are trying to say right now it really is yucky charms out there. And so me. Just maybe watch out. Makes you curious, though. Have you ever eaten anything and gotten, like, food poisoning and reported it? Because I've had food poisoning, I don't know, half a dozen times in my life. And a couple times it was from a, an, a restaurant out, out uh, an actual place as opposed to food. But I've never thought of reporting it. I just thought that was just bad luck of the draw. And that's on me. I feel like now I'm not doing my part to help society. That was a mistake on my part. But now we know I was poisoned.com. It's going to be impossible to forget the name of that website. So that's frustrating. Actually, speaking of frustration, if you were to deal with that, right, you get you, keys to life is to find things that help you unwind, release that, and also relax, which I discovered about myself is a challenge when it comes to my hobbies because I have a love-hate relationship with all of them. I don't know if it's textbook definition, but I think when you say hobbies out loud, there's supposed to be things people think, oh, yeah, those are things I like doing. That's why I invest my spare time in them. It's the debated eight AMs with the AJ on VFX. But I learned something about myself after going golfing yesterday. I seem to pick hobbies that do, do, don't get me wrong, I do love doing and I get uh, enjoy and they can be relaxing. But at the exact same time, I can find myself hating them because I would say three main hobbies. I'm I'm loosely putting golf here. I don't play it now, but I would like to do it. Like if I could find like my friend who plays, if we could play, I would go play more often. But like I I sucker myself in every time I go. I'm like I know I'm gonna be bad. I know I'm gonna be bad. So I'm just gonna have a good time and hopefully not lose too many golf balls. And then I'll have like two or three holes where I'm decent. I don't lose one. I play it seemingly well. Like I'm still terrible, but like it's a decent hole. And I go oh. And I think to myself, and I thought yesterday, I was like, that's, that's why I got into this. I feel like I, at times, have a decent ability for this. And then I'll have the stretch that I closed out yesterday where it was just nothing was close. It was all the way off to the left. Oh, my gosh, I almost hit a car. That one's gone into the trees. And I, I've suckered myself into being like, yeah, I'm not bad at this. And all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, I'm so frustrated again. But I still do it. Like, so you ask me, I go right again because I like doing it. Same relationship with video games. There are ones that I have for different versions. I'll turn them to play uh, with friends just to have something mindless to socialize. We'll have things we want to achieve, like play to beat. I'll have things that I play by myself that don't make me have to think very much and all that. And I'll play and I, I like doing them. They're good. They're relaxing for me. But then at any given moment, I'll also be like, God, oh, that was such garbage and be yelling. But like the next day, I will probably play again. 
relaxing, and frustrating. And the other one I would say is just also playing sports. So I guess you could fold golf in that and really say it's two. Because, like, I like to do it. Friends are like, let's go play some football. Let's go play basketball. Great. I've called, you know, hobbies I like to do. I like to shoot around um, and all that stuff. And I will go in. I played with my brother last time I saw him in Vegas. And he was like, you want to play? And he was talking some smack. He was confident in his game. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I didn't take it too seriously. Then the game starts, and I'm like, yeah. And then I couldn't hit anything to save my life, and he won the game. And I'm frustrated again. But if he would ask me the next day to play, I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it. So is that dichotomy good? I don't know. I think it means I care, right? I wouldn't get frustrated if I didn't care. And maybe it's the competitiveness as well, which I would take as a compliment. But also I feel like, it's probably not a good thing at any given moment to love and hate something all at the same time. Probably ought to be a hobby that I could just be like, this doesn't bother me at all. But, you know, it still works. I still love them. I still participate. Just at any given moment, be like, I hate this as well. That's why, in fact, it was my friend's favorite joke. We used to play, uh, I think it was one of the Call of Duty games. And it, they would quote me whenever I say, I'd be like, oh, I hate this game. So I would say it all the time because I'd be frustrated. Because, you know, originally they have to ask the stupid question, well, then why do you play it? Because obviously I like it. Leave me alone. Ironically enough, last night with my friends, we broke out a game we haven't played in a while that we've had mixed feelings about. And right on cue, it went the way we went, which is not a good way. <laughs> it was like, just as I expected, still hate it. So, so not the only one. Video games, love-hate relationship with it. At least you can acknowledge it. You can be like, okay, okay, this one's making me mad. I'm going to switch to one that makes me calm. I could do it. Also making me calm, though granted, at times, a little bit frustrated as Florida or not. Headlines today including a swan boat that, uh, well, the plan didn't quite go the way it wanted to. And in the ultimate irony, getting busted with a lot of weed on 420. There's nothing like the ultimate irony on a holiday, and I don't know that there's anyone that lends itself more to criminal irony than 420, which, of course, we just celebrated this week. AM's with AJ on VFX. It's Florida Not. Headline number one, a man had to be rescued early this morning or early this week after uh, he stole a swan boat after police gave a slight chase, and it went, quote, adrift, which I don't understand because it's a paddle boat. Like, I, I guess, like, don't get me wrong. The park that I grew up or that we used to go to when I was growing up, those things are, like, tough. Like, you want a calf workout, you're, like, sludging through those things. But you're supposed to be able to control them in some capacity. So I don't know how you necessarily just get stuck on a lake. All I picture is him just spinning in circles in the swan and be like, this is majestic, but it's annoying. Headline number two, two guys were driving when they got uh, crashed their truck on 420, which was Wednesday. And it turns out they had... 500 pounds of illegal weed they were hauling that scattered all over the highway. Another tractor trailer crashed into them and spread that everywhere. And all of a sudden, magically, uh, everybody was a little bit frustrated with that traffic accident and kind of just calmed down a little bit. But there's nothing like a big dose of irony on 420 for Florida or not. Which one, though, is from Florida and which one isn't? Does the irony beat the sheer stupidity of getting stuck in a swan boat? That's for you to decide. I haven't quite figured out the real world ramifications of being very good at Florida not, but there's got to be one out there. Like you got to be able to read stupidity or something like of extreme nature. Maybe you could just be a consultant for someone to be like, no, 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 this is going to be bad. Trust me. It was with AJ on VFX. But which stories from Florida? Story number one, firefighters had a rescue man earlier this week who got stranded on a lake. Apparently, police got a call that early in the morning, there was some unknown man who was causing issues, standing in a fountain, shouting for help. 
Uh, finally, they showed up only to find out that the man had gotten stranded on the lake after trying to make a getaway on a swan boat and apparently just got tired of spinning left in circles and finally just gave up and started shouting. And everyone's like, okay, finally, someone just helped that idiot because I need to get to bed. This is ridiculous. Story number two, two guys were driving when uh, their pickup truck rear-ended a semi and another tra- tractor-trailer crashed into them. And it caused a big pileup. Unfortunately for them, the 500 pounds of illegal weed they were hauling spilled out of their truck all over the highway and on 420, no less. And I don't think there's, I don't think there's any more ironic day that crime can happen than on 420, and it happened. So the question is, what feels like more Florida? The irony or the sheer stupidity of being uh, almost four in the morning and having to have police officers show up and then firefighters show up to save you. And yes, please tell me that there's some kind of, if not a mugshot, a picture that got posted somewhere. You cannot live that down. Look, this is one of those cases where shame's a good thing. You need to learn a lesson of whatever inspired him to do that. This was not a good idea, man. This was not a good idea. So that being said, I think, I think, despite the irony of 420, I think you got to go with the swan boat because it's, it's, it's it's pathetic. It's early in the morning. It's pathetic, and it's embarrassing. So, do you think Swan Boat was from Florida? Correct. Good news. It was. 420 happened in Missouri, of all places. And if that's not a lesson to drive safely, I don't know what is. Obviously, don't do things that are illegal, but hey, now we all get to chuckle at the ultimate irony. Florida not on VFX. Look, I want to be. I, I don't want to try and make a ton of fun of the fact that the Capitol building had to be evacuated. But wouldn't you think if there was something going on right with sporting events, like there's flyovers all the time, right? That's a thing. So wouldn't you think if there was something a little bit more elaborate going with that, it would be communicated in a place where people would be paying attention to that stuff? No. And the Capitol building had to get evacuated because of a sporting event. And that just seems inexcusable and a little bit funny. I'm sorry. Anytime you go to an outdoor sporting event, Talking like baseball, football. There's always some kind of military interaction, right? They do the flag thing and then they do the flyover, right? That's a common place. And you assume that organizing that, you know, to get somebody to let the Jets go by, somebody got to communicate with somebody. Aims with AJVFX. And while I don't want anything to happen to anybody, it is hilarious to me. The U.S. Capitol was briefly evacuated the other night because of a United States airplane. Now, look, could it have been something serious? Sure, and I'm glad it wasn't. But it blows my mind because what had happened was that the Washington Nationals game, the baseball team in Washington, D.C., they were not only going to have the flyover, they were going to have parachuters. The United States parachute, Army parachute team was going to jump out and they were going to do cool stuff. And apparently someone forgot to make the call. They missed the memo. Someone slipped someone's mind. It came through. They got lunch. They're like, oh, I was supposed to do something. Probably wasn't that important. Because then when the plane went up in the air and no one knew it was up there, it was marked as a possible threat, and the U.S. Capitol building was evacuated. Everybody's getting out of there, only to find out, no, 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 sorry, it's a parachute team. They're just going to the baseball game. (laughs) Some politicians were very unhappy about, (laughs) I get it, freaking out in that exact moment, because it could happen, but (laughs) just... It's just not lost on me, I guess the irony again. The stupidity of the fact that this has to happen all the time. D.C.'s got a football team. D.C.'s got a baseball team. 
Like, they, they do this all the time. It's one of the major cities that has major sporting events, and somehow this one slipped through the crack because baseball plays 162 games, so that's 81 home games. So 81 times I think there's some kind of thing that's going on in the sky. This one slipped through the crack because it was the parachuters, and all of a sudden it was an evacuation. I'm sorry. I find it kind of funny, and I had to share. It's kind of a bonus Florida or not. Oh, man. Dumb, right? That... Not the only dumb we're dealing with, ironically enough, kind of a lot of this hour. We'll get to Cash Valley Secrets and Confessions coming up a little bit later, though. Today, being Friday, means, of course, Park Nurks comes to its end. Which of the nominees is the most annoying? And much like Florida not, there's one that's egregious, and there's one that's a little bit more simple, and because of that, it just makes you that much more frustrated. If you haven't seen them yet, got time to vote. Utah's VFX on Facebook or Twitter, but I got you. Friday means the conclusion of Park Narcs, and I'm just so curious to see which way people vote in terms of which one is the most annoying. Because like I said, nominee number one, Curved Marks a Spot, AMs with AJV FX, is so simple, but that's what makes it so annoying because it's a track that's parked in the curb, and if it rolls a quarter of a turn, it's off the curb. Now, it's butt it would be out if it didn't move from there, and we'd still probably have a slight issue, but really, it would solve the problem. It's just so frustrating to look at because it's just it's just arrogance. It's not it's not confusion. It's not oh, I don't know what happened. It's arrogance. That's what's so frustrating about it. I mean, that's why that's what park narcs is. Because I don't think there's a lot of situations where someone just accidentally got where they were going. They're just like, "Ah, it's fine. It's not a big deal. I'm 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 cool. I'm going to do this." But then of course, the most egregious in terms of just overall is nominee number 2, which is just resting a sec, and it's a van towing a trailer with a bunch of boxes in it that has parked in the front of a store that's in between the two posts say hey these are special needs spots it's through the stripy rectangles it's not even parked straight through them it's parked forming an x with them like it's just bad so with all that being said i would say i do have a little bit a little bit of empathy for nominee number two because i am the guy who once while moving got stuck in a apartment complex tried to back up trailer couldn't Definitely took out part of an awning, had someone that lived there back it up for me, and then just took off, moved. Like, literally left the state that day. It was like, no, I'm gone. I'm not, no, absolutely out of here. Uh, mm. So I do have some sympathy for navigating the trailer, but in a parking lot, while I do not envy having to maneuver a trailer, a tow, a towing whatever through that, you could just get to the back, be out of the way, and I don't think anybody would pay you attention. They may, some people may go off a little bit and be like, oh, I check it up two spots, but I think it's understandable, obviously, with a trailer. And if you park in the back, nobody can really argue about it. You're like, okay, that, you know what? I don't care for this, but they got out of the way of everybody else, so they didn't make anybody else's problem, so I'm with it. So, even with the sympathy, I feel like I absolutely have to vote for number two. It is just so egregious, but don't let me, I'm not forgetting number one because. You vote, though, because there's still time. Which one is the most annoying? Which one deserves to be named the worst parker in Cash Valley this week? Utah's VFX on our Facebook page, on our Instagram. Same places you can submit your nominees. See one, take a picture, Facebook, Instagram, Utah's VFX. Yesterday, got into this conversation about this mystery car that's been in my parking lot. We can't figure it out. And there was some speculation. Could be, could be a landlord. Now, while I did not agree with... Uh, was it Jen? I can't remember who called in. They said, uh, you know, I would just call and still have it towed. Someone did offer up a middle ground to that and not exactly making a call that you'd be like, I don't know. Still kind of the same result. This 
I have to share. It's just information I feel like you should know. There are a lot of people who said a lot of things to this whole parking spot dilemma, which, again, in my... I live in a triplex. We have four designated spots for me and my upstairs neighbor, two apiece. AMs with AJ at VFX. There's this car that rotates through our spots randomly and has been there for like a year and a half, but I don't know who it belongs to. And the parking lot we share with a business who asked the, the owner of the business asked me the other day if I knew who it was. I was like, I, I don't know. And there were a lot of people said things. Bruce Butters maybe said, yeah, you know, you could, you could call as, uh, as uh, I think it was. Allie yesterday is who it was, called in and said, you know, just tell him. Anyway, it's my spot. I'm calling to tell it, even if it is the landlord that's taking up your spot. Producer Brett's like, yeah, you don't have to say it was you. And I thought about it. I really did. And I think about three years ago, I would have been on board with that. I'm like, you know what? It's my spot. Get out of here. I'm not going to do that. However, Levi called in, and he gave a, an interesting take that's kind of, I think, in the middle ground of still getting it out of there, but not necessarily calling someone else to do it. So actually, I've run into this before. My wife manages some apartments in Preston, Idaho. And uh, so I called the police department just because I have a pretty built diesel and I like to test my limits. I asked them if it's illegal to hook to the vehicle and tow it out to the road. And they told me no, because it's private property and where my wife's the manager, pretty sure she wouldn't allow it to be written. So... Pretty sure I'd hook to the vehicle and pull it out into the middle of the road. <laughs> <laughs> That's, I think, the textbook definition of taking matters into your own hands. Right. <laughs> Let's put it on stage two and pull that sucker out into the road. <laughs> so, middle middle ground, more leaning more the towing way than middle ground, but it, it's in the middle ground. And I just feel I feel like that is one hundred percent information that. People just need to be aware of. I'd say, do you do anything with that information? I just thought it was rather interesting. And maybe, just maybe, another reason to have a truck available just in case. Because if there's one thing we all know, one of the scarcest resources in all of society is parking spots. There's never enough of them. Especially if you live in a parking complex. I honestly think they trim them down year in and year out just to make it a little bit more challenging for you. So, just... Just something to know, especially if you know someone who works in the management part of the building, you're good to go. Friday means Cash Valley secrets, like uh, a work prank that I honestly don't think I'd be upset if I fell the victim to. And that's saying something. That's in about 10 minutes on VFX. Don't forget, you can have Utah's hottest music with you wherever you go. Just download our mobile app totally free. Utah's VFX in the App Store. Would you really be that upset if a portrait of you or picture of you outside of your own home was to face just a little bit? Like, would you really care? Abs with AJ at VFX. It's Cash Valley Secrets because I maintain I wouldn't. One confession says every month at work we have a, quote, star of the month, and the lucky recipient gets a picture of them on the staff room pin board. And every month they draw a mustache on the person. It has now reached a level that everyone blames each other, and I join in with the gossip. I think if someone added a mustache to me on like the employee of the month thing, like if we had something like that here at work, I think I would be okay with it. I honestly think I would laugh probably the hardest. Just hopefully it's a decent a decent girth of mustache because I'm jealous that I can't grow one. Another confession, when I was a kid, I used to think that you were given a young-sounding name when you were born, something like Ben, but then when you became an old man, you had to change it to something like Arthur or Seth. <laughs> It does make you wonder how people, you know, with like the name Karen or or something along those lines are, are born. It was always interesting to me growing up 
And once we got into high school, how people would change their name. Because I like I knew a Charlie through middle school and high school. And I think he still goes by Charlie, but it would have been weird growing up with him to ever refer to him as Charles if he ever made that decision. Another confession. My son received a load of helium balloons for his 10th birthday. He's complained that they keep popping. At least one is gone every day when he gets home from school, but they're not. I work from home and getting increasingly bored, so I inhale the helium for fun and do silly voices. (laughs) I was going to say you could remedy that by buying them and then kind of defeats the purpose, right? Because you don't really want to be out the money. So, (laughs) I mean, they were going to go down eventually, right? There's nothing too nefarious there. Another one, when we were kids, I convinced my younger sister that the checks with loads of seasoning on them uh, were too hot for her and that I should have them instead. I'd mime pain while eating the most delicious ones like I was doing her a favor. It lasted until she was 14. No joke. When I was a kid, my brother and I, actually, my mom used to get us checks mix a lot, which is awesome because checks mix is great. Just the plain one. I used to tell my my brother that the the rice ones, the white checks were for older kids, and he couldn't have them because I like those ones way more than I like the wheat ones. So I used to steal them all the time, but he's way smarter than that because I think it only lasted for like three checks mix bags. He was like, no. He might have tattled, to be honest with you, and I never knew about it, punk. And the last one, when I was little, my parents would always have the first sip from a can of a drink to taste to take the taste of the metal away. I thought this was a real thing until I asked my partner to have the first sip of a can. I was 25! I'm sorry that there's just there's no way around that that's one again parents if you're gonna tell like little fun lies or white lies to deal with things you need to jot them down so you can correct them as you send your kid out in the real world luckily I I mean that's gonna be an inside joke forever between the partner because there's no way they're gonna let him live it down luckily that's the situation it came up in but come on gonna do your kid a solid and not send them out with that embarrassing information that is 100% not correct Cash Valley Secrets on VFX. Speaking of Cash Valley Secrets, um, I found out something interesting about my friends, and apparently one of the few ways that I'm a traditionalist, and actually my girlfriend's traditionalist, not existing in my friend group is a little bit disappointing. Before we get to that, though, I know it's a little bit early, but it feels like if you wait, I don't know, even just another week, it feels like it's contrived and forced to thank mom ahead of the holiday, right? So, way ahead, what do you want to thank mom for? Because I'm actually going to roast her a little bit later, so I feel like I should balance it out. It's only fair. Ironically enough, the influence of my father is what gets us here because his cynicism is well bestowed upon me and it has just grown leaps and bounds as I've gotten older. AMs with AJ on VFX for the debate today. But Mother's Day is coming up, but it feels a little bit like it would be forced to wait until we get a little bit close to be like, okay, what should we say about mom? I feel like it's a little bit more genuine if I say ahead and I'm, okay, this is legitimately what I want to say. Not because of the holiday. So, honestly, it's also fair because we're going to we're gonna roast mom a little bit later. But what is the thing that your mom deserves recognition, deserves thank you for as we trend towards the holiday that celebrates mothers? Because, to be honest, I am like any other kid, probably have not been nearly appreciative enough of the things that my mom's instilled in me. And I think one of the biggest ones, and I think it took me a while, took me becoming an adult to really figure it out, is the notion that you have to take care of yourself. You can treat yourself. It was a little bit frustrating early on when mom was out and about and she she took vacations and she went and saw the world. But then, you know, you kind of get it. Like at that time I was in high school. And so, you know, I was self-sustainable. And so she, you know, wouldn't say like left me at the house alone. I want to paint it that way. But she went and did her thing. And I thought, yeah, 
As I got older, yeah, I can certainly understand that. You definitely have a right to, you know, show show yourself a little love. Take care of yourself. Do some stuff for you as long as you're there, I think, most of the time, like a vast majority of it. Jake's on the lane. Jake, what about you? What what does mom deserve a thank you recognition for? My mom raised me and my brother all by herself. I don't know how she did it. She worked two jobs every day and oh. never complained. She also found time to cook dinner for me and my brother and take us to school. She deserves all the recognition in the world. Mom well, doing everything. Superhero there. Okay. Uh, another thing I would like to tell my mom, and this, this one a big one, and I again, I don't think I, I appreciate it until I became an adult. My mom. Was a big proponent of that Rich Dad Poor Dad series. If you've read them, and he has a, a a board game that you can play, and it kind of tries to instill some of those things. But a lot of I think the financial seeds in terms of how I manage my money now, and I think I do a pretty good job, and and have set everything up for the future. I think all started with some of the early lessons and ideals that my mom put in place for me, and so that I think is a fundamental core of the way I operate and kind of live my life. And so you know, got to be thankful for that. Uh, Cassie's online. Cassie, what about you? Thank you. Recognition for mom. What? I don't know how how my mother did it, but she was literally always on top of everything. Homework, permission slips, practices, doctor's appointments. I mean, everything. I've got two kids and it's just so hard. I'd be lying if I said I always knew what projects are due at school or didn't sometimes skip baseball practice when I was too exhausted to go. I mean, we were never even late for anything. Probably no secret, too. Like, if you went and asked mom, like, hey, what was your secret? Love. When you love, you do. I'm like, mom, that's not helping me. It's making me feel worse. Stop it. Just put that look out for me. <laughs> I had a Mother's Day. just felt right to do it when it didn't feel forced and more genuine. So thank you, moms. Actually, as we move forward to the debate today, I actually want to talk about dads because something may or may not have hypothetically happened recently. However, what I come to find out is in my group of friends, and I got one that's married, everybody's proposing all of a sudden now in my friend circle, I am the only one to do this. Am I getting old? What are the odds that out of a group of four guys for sure, but I think getting close to five, only one is going to ask the father for permission to marry the daughter. I know it's a little bit of a traditional or a little bit of an old school thing, but I thought for sure that one was still hanging around because it's a nice thing to do. AMs with AJ on VFX. It's the debate at eight. In my friend group, this is apparently the calendar year of proposals. Two of my friends have already gotten proposed or already have proposed, and let's just say someone else may be doing so before the end of the calendar year. And you take those three, one that's already married, and one that I don't think is close to proposing, but I mean, is in a serious relationship and knowing what I know of him and put that all together. And then hypothetically, my golf trip I went on where maybe just maybe I potentially use that opportunity to ask uh, my girlfriend's dad for his permission. I'm the only one. I asked him yesterday just out of curiosity. He was like, hey, anybody else? do?" No, not a single one. Two proposals in this, not this calendar year, but over this course of last six months, they didn't do it. One's already married. Didn't do it. Like I said, knowing the one that I do series, didn't do it. And I've got to be honest. I knew I knew when it came to wedding stuff, it was a little bit, a little bit more old school than most or a little bit more traditional than most. Like, all right, I want to do the proposing. I want it to be kind of on its own. I don't want the big public showy thing. I was just blown away. I thought there would be somebody else that did it. And yet again, it's one of those situations where maybe just maybe I could ask for some advice as I asked, is there kind of an etiquette how to do this ahead of time? And I didn't. So that's on me, but I just, 
I was kind of blown away. I thought that this one was more of a commonplace practice as kind of a nice thing to do. I mean, for me and Ashley, she established very early on, this is very important, you have to do this. If I find out you don't do this, I will say no. So it was very important for her. And it wasn't maybe something I was thinking of, more of the intimidation factor, but it wasn't something I was like, I'm absolutely not doing that. It was in the back of my mind. I'm just kind of blown away from the standpoint of the fact that a collection of five random guys, only one of five, and I don't know what the percentages are, but our friend group is 20%, and that just blows my mind. Absolutely blows my mind. Speaking of weddings, we wrap up the debated eight on VFX. Got a message, right? We're talking about them a lot. I don't know why. Wink. We we're talking about them a lot this week, but somebody sent a message since we're having the conversation about what is trashy at a wedding. Because some pictures have come back, and there has been an accusation lobbied, and my mind is a little bit blown that this accusation would even be pondered. What exactly would be trashy at a wedding? They've been on the uh, top of mind and the subjects, AMS with AJ, all week. No idea why. Wink on VFX. I got a message. Someone went to a wedding, sister-in-law, I believe, sister-in-law's wedding, or went to brother's wedding, and the sister-in-law got the pictures back recently and then complained to the new sister-in-law that she ruined some of the pictures because, quote, her shoes were off in the picture and she was barefoot. And the thing that gets me is that's what you're going to focus on? I mean, if I was to look at a picture of a wedding, like right now, right? Just think, so you've been to a wedding, you've you've gotten married, whatever it is. So you think back to your wedding photos and someone candidly took pictures of people like dancing on the floor, interacting. How quickly are you looking at people's feet? Secondly, isn't this a girl violation? Like, don't be wrong, I'm not in the club. But if there's anything that I have learned in dating girls, it's that the high heels go very quickly at whatever event it is, right? They get set aside. Now, I guess you could say you should have had some flats that match the dress, I suppose, if you wanted to ditch the heels. But this is the part where my mom, my mom gets a little roasted. So my sister, my sister-in-law, my brother, when they got married, they, the, the ceremony or the reception was held in a barn. It was an outdoor ceremony. It was hot that day. So... Because it was outside, they made the decision also because they wanted to do something a little bit different, and they're they're borderline hipsters that the, the everybody was going to wear chucks. So we wore Chuck Taylors, bride bridesmaids and groomsmen. All we all wore chucks. And my mom, being the person that she is, was like, "Well, now you got to wear heels." To which everyone's like, "We're walking on uneven stone because that was the path and grass. Someone is going to snap an ankle." But it's no, not this. It's fine. So in that case. Everybody wore chucks, so it was a, it was fine. Everybody was able to wear those. That was totally okay. But, again, I'm not part of the club, but in dating girls, I feel like the um, heels go very quickly. They're not designed for comfort. They're designed for look. And then once all the pictures are done, the candid pictures are the candid Like, it's so ridiculous to me that that would be the notion. Who would even think about that? Like, you're just focused so much on that. I mean, did you even have a good time at your wedding? There's the poll of the day on our Facebook page, and... Thus far, polls with me as well. Whitney said, I guess I'm trashy there because I didn't wear shoes at all at my wedding, and it was amazing. Ashley also commented and said, if that's trashy, then I'm a whole garbage kid because I'm not even going to wear shoes at my wedding. Yeah. I mean, did you? unless you establish a written rule in which I guess you can give them a strong scolding, like ultimately, again, one thing I know about ladies, those high heels, they do not last very long. They're, let's get the pictures. Let's get all the formalities out of the way. All right, let's have a good time, which frankly, this was about anyway. Blown away. Pull of the day. If you think 
If you're on board, please let me hear why. I would love to hear an actual reason. Utah's VFX on our Facebook page. You know, focusing on the the barefoot in the pictures thing, I feel like is a little bit of a notion of just how locked in everyone has become on, I would say, social media, but phones in general. And as we know, I think most people, most people be like, I, I really wish I could cut down on the phone use a little bit. So what would it take? What would be the thing that you need to remove to cut your cell phone use down to, let's say, an hour a day? If you can identify the source of the problem, ideally you should be able to address the problem. Like right now, the enemy of me eating healthy is the Totino spicy queso chips. I love them. And to address them, I need to not have them in the house. That's not going to happen, but I know what the problem is. A is with AJ on VFX. And collectively, I think we'd all or most of us would agree, we need to spend less time on our phones. So the question is, if you had to narrow it down to something, what is the root of the problem? What is the thing that's keeping you on your phone? Jordan's on the line. Jordan, what is it for you? Oh, my God. All the mindless games that I have. And I'm not a big social media person okay. or like a texter. So I really use my phone like a majority of the time to play these games. And I am so addicted to them. If I didn't play them, my phone screen time would be like 90% less than it already is. And I would actually get stuff done around the house. <laughs> okay. Well, so I feel like, Jordan, you're already doing well compared to others. I mean, you got your own issues. But the thing is, social media, I think, is going to be the thing that condemns. A lot of people, it is for me, but I totally get it because nowadays, right, you're sitting there and you just have idle time, or at least you think you have idle time, so quickly just snap up your phone, whatever your poison of choice is, you go to it. So for you, the game, so if you could find a way, I would say to, if you could move gaming at least off of that or something else, then get off your phone, at least you you move the problem, but you solve one problem sort of too. I mean, I'm impressed that yours is in social media texting because I think it's going to be everybody else's problem. For instance, uh, Eric's online. Eric, what, what is it for you? What's the thing that keeps you on your phone? I would have to get rid of Twitter. I'm on Twitter social all media. day. If I deleted Twitter from my phone, I would barely look at it. You could do it. It has to take up a lot of my time, and that's just not worth it when it's 90% of the time. Okay, here's a legitimate question. Because mine is mine as a whole is social media. Because I'll just sit, I'll, I'll watch TikTok videos. I will definitely be on Twitter. And my question actually is, Eric, with your comments, thank you everybody for calling. If you're doing so to like read, is it still wasting time? Because like what I use Twitter for is I like to follow sporting news. So like that's why I have Twitter mostly. Is it still considered a waste of time? Because I'm definitely on social media and I'm sitting there on my phone, but I'm just, just I'm on a ruling. I'm not trying to make the case. I'm just one a ruling. 68255, the number to text, start your text with VFX. But I tell you, Facebook, I think, is the one that's the most pointless because I feel like I very rarely do anything on it anymore, but I just still pop open and scroll through feeds to see if I stumble across anything or if there's something I need to like for somebody. That one is a big one, but I think the one I spend the most time on is absolutely TikTok now. I try to create and justify it like I'm trying to be on and see stuff, and that's partially true, but it's just become a massive time waster. Will I be able to cut it out? Because of the requirements of the job, and that's my scapegoat? Nah, I don't think so. But we can do it. You guys identify the problem, then you can address the problem. It's that easy. I believe in you. So do as I say, not as I do, because I'm not going to make it. You're stronger than me, though. BFX. Sometimes the simple solution is the answer. The question for Parknerks this week is, well, was it simplest in terms of what was the dumb, the dumb parking job in terms of hopping the curb? That would be simple. 
Ames with AJ on VFX. Your simplest thing is that, well, don't overthink it. Just vote for the most egregious one, like nominee number two. The van with a trailer who's taken up like 45 stripy rectangles and special needs spots all at the front of a store. And the answer was, don't overthink it. Regardless of how annoying and lazy nominee number one is, it was a blowout for nominee number two. The van that just... It's funny, somebody commented and said, I'm voting for number two, though I'm sad to admit that I may have done this once or twice in the past. And look, sympathy, because pulling a trailer is not a good time. And that was my only caveat. If I could find a little bit of understanding, it was that. However, I, even still, I would not park the way I did between the two posts that mark here are the special needs spots and forming an X. It's not even parking the same way through the spots, so it's taking up just about as much space as it can it's ridiculous. I mean, I tell you, when I moved out here to, uh, or no, I was moving to New Mexico. I drove a U-Haul truck, and I went to stop for the night because I, I did the trip over about three days, and I wasn't paying attention, so I stopped at the hotel to check in, and they had one of those things that marks like, hey, by the way, it's this high. I didn't think about it because I'm very rarely in a U-Haul truck. I clocked that sucker, and I was like half asleep, so it made a sound. So I was like, what did I do? And luckily, it didn't fall. It didn't damage. The people are probably like, you're cool. Don't worry about it. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I'm such an idiot. What epic foreshadowing was right is I took the U-Haul with the trailer home from New Mexico, and that's when I destroyed the awning. Thank you to all those that voted. Continue to submit them. It's been a great year for submissions. I hope that doesn't mean that necessarily it's just, it's been a worse year for parking, just more people paying attention. But thank you. Submit them, Utah's VFX, Facebook, and Instagram. Monday, we do it again. Nominee number two, since they found the worst Parker this week, they win a gift card from Johnny O'Spudnuts, and they get entered in for the tournament at the end of the year when we determine who is the worst Parker in all of 2022. And, of course, the prizes get a little more grand, a lot more bigger than that one. So thank you again. Submit, vote, always. Utah's VFX. I hope you don't think it's conceited that I pick a memory uh, as my own Facebook roulette, but I feel like it was a super funny moment. And how, I mean, in that ultimately the case, it's about having those moments on Facebook, sharing those posts, right? So Utah's VFX is a fun place to be. Aims with AJ at VFX. Um, and so what I laid on is a post I shared. It was a tweet, but I've shared on Facebook. And it's uh, one day McCall's phone was freaking out. So she says, I don't know what to do. My phone is like a million degrees and it won't charge. To which I said, all right, here's what we do. We take your phone, we put it in the cooler, and I'll say, that's a pretty cool phone. <laughs> Face palmer around the world. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is forever, dad jokes were totally her thing. But anytime I make one, it wasn't funny. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you got good memory. One of the one of the few Facebook posts, right, that came up as a memory that you're not like, oh my gosh, you idiot, what were you thinking? Because like 99% of them exactly that way. Thank you again, all those that voted and submit for Park Narks. Keep them coming. Monday we started over again. Uh, the Agent Night for me across all social media. Utah's VFX, of course, as well. Especially with the after show coming up about 10:30 with producer buddies and Mimon joining me. Um, don't forget that uh, we are broadcasting live from Indian Co. That is tomorrow with their huge savings going on. They're doing that 10 to 5. We will be broadcasting live 10 to 1. 10 to 1 tomorrow. So come hang out. Save big. And then, uh, look, this is not advice, not a command, but with weather like this, I know exactly what you're supposed to do. Just get to the couch. This is the weather you want to be inside, you want to relax, be comfortable for. Just get to the couch. And until Monday morning, for AM's with AJ on VFX, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Thanks for listening.